watching One Piece. We are! Welcome to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for our favorite rubber boy show called One Piece. We're going to finally finish Skypea. Welcome to the new year because this will go up in 2018. Uh, my name's Joe, and I'm joined by Jory. What, what's happening in your life, Jory? Um, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> to Me too. In, in the effort of making this a pain to listen to, um, it's really goddamn cold right now. It's like negative 10 out. And Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm curious, because it's, it's gotten to the negatives here, which is like not normal. Oh, it's, uh... It's negative eight, but with the wind chill, it's negative eighteen. Oh hell yeah! But I'm glad that we can take a trip to. I can assume that most of the places, except for uh, <coughs> where Chopper's from, everywhere's pretty warm in the Grand Line. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's it's weird. You think there would be like more frozen parts of the ocean if in like yeah. the the ice climate? I didn't consider <laughs> that until just now. But um, again, geography think, is one of those things we is something we can't think about with One Piece. I've just realized. Yeah, no, like the whole magnetic field thing with the Grand Line is ridiculous, and it, it's good, and but in a dumb way that like we can't possibly dissect. Um, <laughs> It is, I don't know. It'd be like a game theory video, but like anime theory. How does the grand line make any sense? Um, <laughs> it don't. But yeah, so that's it's cold. I actually, um, my desk is right on top of one of our vents for the heater, Ooh. so like I have to turn it off when I record. My feet just Ooh. get real cold when we do this. <laughs> it's just, Ooh. it's just a sacrifice of the job. <laughs> um, but let's. Let's get into Skypea, so that way we can get out of Skypea sooner. Yeah, which happens. Not not a lot happens in the end of Skypea, realistically. No, no. I, w- I was well. Yeah, yeah. We have six episodes, and like the third one, and Nell gets beaten, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, and then there's just like three other episodes of just here we are before we leave. So we left. We left off with <laughs> Luffy running up the beanstalk. Up giant yeah. jack, um, and then he do, he do, he continues to do that for a while. <laughs> yeah, for pretty much a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a couple things that happen. Uh, I'm not sure how detail oriented your notes are. Mine are not. Um. <laughs> Mine. Most of the time, when I write stuff down, it's just like dumb things or like goofy things. So. <laughs> but there's. It's hard to talk about this because it's basically just Luffy doesn't do very good, and then he wins. <laughs> yeah, Luffy gets into like a Zoro situation here. Yeah, um, which we we do get a. I think the important thing that we get out of this is that there's mo- there's resolution more so than he overcomes something to beat the bad guy. Yeah, Which I feel like and now incom- is, is really uh, an ends to justify a mean, and, and as far as storytelling yeah. goes. And now that I say that out loud, I got like, I'm a genius chills, where kind of I realized what this whole arc really was. It wasn't about an L. It wasn't. But... 
and that's I think <laughs> like I, at all. I think that's why. Um, <laughs> I think that's a lot of why this arc is less popular. Um, especially I think with, and I hate to generalize, but with shonen fans and anime fans, I think th- those big fights are are a big highlight. So, Anel kind of being, you know, whatever evil for the sake of evil, and that fight not being particularly satisfying or good to watch is like, okay, so I don't care about Skypea. Even though Skypea is about, like, some really deep and important things. <laughs> yeah, there's there's really good messages in here, like, good good themes. It's just... It, it, suck, it, it sucks having it in... It, it's serviced by something that, up until now, is mostly we gotta beat the big bad bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, I think the, the anime doesn't really do this arc a whole lot of justice when it comes to pacing, which I think mm. we'll probably talk about after Renell is beaten. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of this feels pretty drawn out, more so than it needs to be. Uh, and I'd, uh, I want to say Oda gets better about this, because I think, like, the themes of Dressrosa are super important. Um, similarly to how Alabasta was pretty important, but, like, also the fights were good and fun to watch um so i don't know this seems to really be an outlier as far as like complaints go for one piece uh but let's <laughs> let's get to that so my biggest complaint is that we're somewhere somewhere in the middle here luffy just decides that he has a motivation that we didn't know about yeah he's which we're, we're kind of uh, not there yet but it's upsetting <laughs> yeah it's well he he just well he established it in the last episode before this he's just he needs to stop anel because he's a bad guy and he feels more of a re- everyone else like the whole time is like we just gotta go we have to get off this place and L- luffy's only real motivation is that anel put a golden ball on his arm and made it harder for, harder for him to move so he he's mad at yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's basically been <laughs> Luffy's just sort of been like I'm going to beat him up because that's what I do. Like this whole arc. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but later they they sh- shoehorn in something a little different. Uh but yeah. <laughs> before that, um let's talk about Wiper who is still here. Yeah, he's he's still around. He's uh everyone's really interested in this bell all of a sudden. Wiper ha- like has mentioned that um he he's been aware of the bell because it's part of the, uh, their history and that he wants it to ring because it's more like sort of the their old leader who he descended from can hear the bell ring which calls back to what we learned in the previous kind of flashback episodes is that it guides their spirits back so it, it's a good conclu- it's a good way for him them to kind of wrap up that even though they're now in the sky they can direct their spirits back to their new home basically yeah. wipers finally warmed up to everyone <laughs> that's the big thing. he's not trying to fight everyone anymore he, he was kind of helping them against an l before luffy came back but he it seemed to be grudgingly more so than it was just i know you guys are good guys now yeah now they're like clearly like sort of sharing the same intent yeah uh, so with L- luffy is 
trying to climb up Beanstalk to fight uh, Enel and beat him up, but he can't. <laughs> he got, he's got a big ball on his arm, so he keeps falling off because he's just climbing up a vertical incline. <laughs> a straight vertical incline. Yeah, which is really weird to me <laughs> that he can do that anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, there's like a whole episode... Man, this is the part where I talk about Naruto. There's a whole episode of Naruto, like, devoted to why they can do that. <laughs> and then, like, train to do it. Oh. For, like, a whole dang oh. episode of just, like, put your chakra in your feet. Gotta do the right amount, though. Can't have too much, or else you just break the tree. And it's like, alright, that's an interesting sort of... There, there's an emotional appeal to it as well. But also, like, uh, just explaining that mechanic is nice. Like, Naruto does that, and then sometimes they don't, and sometimes it's annoying, but One Piece kind of doesn't fuck around <laughs> with mechanics, um, kind of in a way that, like, part three of JoJo doesn't, where just inexplicably Jotaro can fly. It's cool, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a thing that I'm like, that's weird, but I don't think I'm going to get into it. He's, Luffy does uh, unveil a, a new name that I for an attack that I think is just because he has a giant ball in his arm, which is Gum Gum Yo-Yo, which just flings his arm up to make him retract higher up with it, but it's too much force breaking more vines and making him just fall over. Yeah, it's... <laughs> if nothing else, it's just a good sign of, like, this is how Luffy comes up with attacks. Things just happen, <laughs> and he rolls with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as he does start to catch up there, apparently Anel announces that he has the bell. Um, or it, I think maybe that just that he knows where it is. I don't think he has it yet. At this situation. Yeah. Um, also, he just decides to start destroying everything. Yeah, Anel is just... He, he's getting sick of everyone's shit. And he's like, well... We need to we need to speed this up, so I'm just gonna start blowing up Skypea. Yeah, which just the Skyland is going away now. Yeah, whoops, goodbye. Which um I noticed <laughs> in in reading the recaps for these episodes, I I realized that that island's called Angel Island, and then I I'm like like the one from Sonic Adventure two. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about or actually, that. Maybe Sonic Adventure one, but regardless, like both are floating yeah. islands and. Frankly, like, what, I'm trying, I'm like, is there, like, something deeper that, like, both are referencing? Or is it just an extremely bizarre coincidence? <laughs> I think it's an in-between. I think it's just, it's Angel Island, because it's an island in the sky, where one can assume angels would reside. Kind of, I mean, I guess. <sighs> it, it, it fits, it fits this setting more, because all the people in Angel Island, they have wings and halos, for whatever mm -hmm. reason. But I don't know my Sonic it, lore, so I don't know Sonic much lore, about I, I'm Angel Island. Sure that the Angel—that's where the ancient Aztec echidnas live, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> or just something that just fits. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's where the Master Emerald is. Um, yeah, and that 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 fits in with this too, because which is a strange just realization we've made <laughs> because the. <laughs> The Shandians are like Aztec people, so... Christ. Yeah, maybe there is something deeper. I don't know. I'm gonna have to, like, do research on it and then compile with my friend Nick, who's a Sonic Encyclopedia. Oh, man. 
we've, we've uncovered something important here today. <laughs> oh no, this is dangerous. <laughs> but anyways, we, we, in a in the cutback in a cut uh, a flashback that we have saying cutscene because we're playing video games for <laughs> a while. Um, we get uh them kind of talk. We get Luffy and Nami having just talking about how. Luffy wants to see the city of gold and the the bell and he needs to ring the bell so uh Mont Blanc Mont Blanc Cricket and the the two monkeys the two members of the DK crew that follow <laughs> along with him <laughs> can can hear it and stop like digging around in the ocean instead of when it's it's a fruitless effort like even they said that we'll probably not find anything but I'd be it'd be It'd be dumb of me not to at least try. So he's he's doing it for his friends on the ground, who we haven't heard from in quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was kind of the thing where I was like, okay, well, I wish he had that motivation earlier, so I could be invested yeah. in what he's doing. <laughs> but um, which? Yeah. So he's gonna ring that bell. Gonna ring the ring the shit out of that thing. Um. Yep. And then in the next episode, apparently Anel finds it. Yeah, Anel he just he just kind of has it, which yeah. confuses me. Like, ah, here it's I more am. so he does he 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 has the bell. <laughs> Here's my bell. But we do get um, it, it's the thing like we talked about with just Luffy how he uses his attacks, but how we get this final final confrontation is really satisfying. That there it shows off that this the crew is very creative and. It's always worth it when they find when something clicks and they figure something out. Mm-hmm. Similar to like how to stop the bomb from going off in Alabasta, they kept they were like knocking each other up into the air higher. Like that was really cool. So for this, Nami's like, well, if you cut down the beanstalk at a certain point, it'll topple over into Enel's ship, and you'll be able to get you'll have like one chance to get him. Mm-hmm. While she's riding, while she's carrying him in the waiver, and it's good. It's not. It's sad what we have to go through to get that to happen. Yeah, but... I'm. I'm torn. <laughs> uh, and maybe part of it is I haven't actually sat down and watched or read Skypea in quite a while. But um, uh, so there's a lot of Star Wars takes out right now. Um, <laughs> I'm sure people know. Uh, but that's that's an interesting <laughs> thing that makes me think of that is a lot of people are dissatisfied with some of the characterization and plot lines in that because the best way I've seen it phrased is like people are sort of misinterpreting characters failing as bad storytelling um, because it should just they're like oh, I just want things to, to happen and it's like a failing is good and I think it's there's a value in it for sure to watch Luffy spin i mean maybe it's not fun to watch luffy try and climb a beanstalk for two and a half yeah. episodes and just fall <laughs> down but i think there's a lot of like inherent value in it of just like yeah. he's he's still running up that thing and then they're gonna learn from it that you can do other things and maybe it's not luffy specifically but the crew sort of learning to support his dumb running ahead which yeah is definitely what happens here um for better or for worse uh pacing uh <laughs> hard to hard to comment on but yeah that's 
a really cool thing that happens is them sort of being like, well, let's Luffy's going to keep going forward. Let's <laughs> give him a pathway <laughs> to run on. Yeah. <laughs> so they do that mm-hmm. and yeah, while everyone else is terrified because yeah. Enel is ready to destroy everything. He's been ready uh, and he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's Yeah. It's bad boy. Bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do <laughs> when they destroy your island with lightning? Uh, so yeah, they're running away. Apparently, um, the recap says something about P- there was like concern that Zoro wouldn't make it, but then because he's Zoro, he makes it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right, it's... I'm glad that whoever wrote that recap had the same snark that we do about Zoro accomplishing things. Yeah, Z- Zoro kind of does it. <laughs> he he gets. <laughs> He gets half of it done, and then he dies for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, he probably is more of a conductor than anyone else right now. Um, Yeah, because he's got three swords, one of them in his mouth. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Doing moisture to the equation. If I've learned anything from everyone talking about Breath of the Wild this past two weeks um, as as their game of the year... (laughs) I think I think I remember vividly that uh, swords and lightning do not mix. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Rip yeah, Zoro. Usopp thinks he he has strong enough attacks to do it, but Usopp shooting exploding seeds at a a beanstalk that's thicker than a house isn't gonna do much. <laughs> So No, he's man, thinking about that that like comment on failing now, like Usopp is a huge fucking testament to failing as storytelling. Um Yeah. At least it it it, it I know it'll eventually get somewhere because we see it make progress mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit. I know there'll be a certain point where Usopp stops being dumb and useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited to get into Water Seven. Um <laughs> And yeah, Us- Usopp has a really good character arc in a way that like not every Straw Hat does. But right now he's just yeah he's shooting be- he's shooting seeds at beanstalks and nothing's happening. <laughs> it's like it's like um a little kid throwing those poppers that you- that they get at like someone being like ha I'm I'm getting you while the dad's grilling the dad isn't even paying attention because. <laughs> why would he <laughs> yeah it's like the end of stranger things where they have the slingshot against the literal <laughs> demon from hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah there's all of our references for the day made i think um that's those are all the popular things now i mentioned zelda star wars and stranger things and naruto so yeah that's uh before this episode's over robin tells wiper about cricket and everything and then Wiper yeah. gets really emotionally invested. Yeah, and because we get... They don't give us... I, I don't know if they give us that explicit thing, like, where they're meeting... Their ancestors are both meeting here, but we're, get, we're getting that connection. Like, Wiper feels, like, motivated because of this connection that his ancestor had. Yeah. And... It, be, because of that, he, he makes a connection of, oh, this is, I need to stop being Wiper 
and only caring about myself and help help Luffy to bring our ancestors together. Yeah, because I think for, for <laughs> Wiper, ringing that bell is also like, he's like, oh, there's another, there is another descendant on the other side of this that can be touched by this yeah. event. Um, and so a, he a nice thing he with does it, that. we also get to see the the giant snake trying to help. Yeah, which. Because of the the flashback episodes, we have an emotional attachment to, not only because we see it get the shit beat out of it, but because times. we it, it's attached to the the story of Nolan and Calgara. But they get a uh, wiper uses the reject dial on the beanstalk, despite three times of him using it ago. It is told it would kill him if he used it again, <laughs> but. He's still going. <laughs> That's Wiper. He does that shit. <laughs> but it's it using the the speed of it tilting over and the waver like using the just momentum in science. I took physics classes, but I can't remember the <laughs> the terms. But shows how which is good that I'm replacing it with knowledge about pirate anime. But <laughs> use that for them to get get over to NL so they can stop his shit while NL is a giant uh, lightning demon just laughing and throwing lightning at them and it's destroying everything along with him trying to kill them. Yeah, quite literally, NL becomes a giant lightning demon in, in a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is weird. It's really weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to that in a, a minute when we get to it. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so Wiper knocks down the beanstalk, and Luffy sort of is like, "Oh, okay, now I can actually succeed." Um, to get to the arc, and then in this next episode, which is one ninety two, uh, the entire fight happens. It's one attack. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's one attack and so like cool dialogue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's way more emotional victory than like anything else. Yeah, sheer willpower and. Yeah. Giant ball are the two weapons in Luffy's arsenal today, and science. That oh yeah, that too. That's weird. I can't. I, I still like. I'm trying to piece that together in my head. Like Luffy knew that. What happened? <laughs> or is it luck? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, but um, before that happens, a lot of Skypeans are sort of like surprised that the upper yard is still surviving from. The lightning, which I think is more attributed to, yeah, that's just how Earth works. But yeah, people like Gone Fall are being like, "Oh, I I knew it was more important than we gave it credit for." Which (laughs) (laughs) that is that is a weird thing. I didn't really register that, but yeah, they're they're amazed that Earth is strong Mm -hmm. when they're used to like clouds, vaguely solid clouds keeping them afloat. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's an interesting sort of dynamic that crops up, but also ends up sort of reaffirming their faith, I think. Which is, yeah. I'm completely fine with it being both. <laughs> uh, so that happens, and then, yeah, so Luffy, do you, can you explain the weather thing? Because Luffy complains about, I guess there's like a, a, a snark remark about, the weather here has been really shitty since you showed up. <laughs> And then he has this. Yeah. Ball. So uh, I don't. I don't get the science behind it. I. 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 I kind of do because it makes sense to me. 
but it's also like it makes sense but like i don't know if i could explain it yeah it, it's strange that luffy did make that comment because yeah the weather in the sky was nice but it got all stormy and cloudy once and oh a god of lightning got there mm-hmm but Luffy never mentioned, oh man, it's nice up here in the clouds. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> nice and sunny. But Or it could just be him that he's a pirate. He doesn't like storms. Because storms make things difficult. That but what too. Luffy what what Luffy does is he he uses an attack uh in the subs, it's gum gum fireworks or gomu gomu hanabi, where he's like rapid firing the ball into the air to make it get struck by lightning instead of it striking the ground and it's also like maybe like static is the best way i can think of with it where you build up enough of the electricity to the point where it discharges it all Mm -hmm. and that's what luffy is doing i guess (laughs) i mean that, that sounds right i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> I guess does I don't know if it actually checks out. Probably. Usually, dumb physics science stuff checks out with Oda. Yeah. <laughs> or, or at least it's That's... fantastical enough where I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. Like, and Ella's like, oh no, Luffy is is gonna discharge all the lightning. So at least Enel was aware. I think what Luffy was doing is. He was just flinging it so fast in the air. He's like, eventually, I'll hit that asshole with my <laughs> giant, giant golden ball mm. arm. I would have loved <laughs> to see Nami come up with this game plan instead. Like, <laughs> like, like if Nami was sort of like talking him through what the, she could, what he could do. I think, I don't know. I just think it would have been cooler to have Nami involved with the weather problem. Um, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, we don't, I think we talked about it too, how it would have been exciting to see her know, know the weather and, like, use her, uh, tempo stick to, like, use the weather to redirect lightning to do something, but it's mostly just, nah, she, she's aware that lightning is a thing. Yeah, there was, I, th- about I think it. there was, like, a minute, because I know that she, like, did something when I think Sanji was yeah. fighting, but, um. Yeah, but it, it, it was, it wasn't was, much. Is explained away with he's too strong. Your stuff won't do anything, which kind of sucks. Ooh. But yeah, which L- Luffy uh just constantly flinging his giant uh metal ar- ball arm into the air so much caused all the electricity to just kind of build up and disperse the thunderclouds, and everyone's just like, oh, holy shit, everything's safe now, and Anel. Because of all the electricity gone, I what I can assume is that Anel just kind of has absorbed it all to turn him into the giant lightning uh thing, Day Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, that's weird. But, I you know it's I remember playing through Pirate Warriors three. Um, playing I don't it was I was somewhere it had been like a maybe a year since I'd seen Skype here when I played it. When that happens, when Anel becomes that thing, I was like, I have never seen this before in my life. I had literally <laughs> zero only... recollection of this form and this shape. Yeah, because it's only like a couple minutes we even get to see it. I must have just been clocked out, or like it was like episode fifteen and <laughs> in, in like of, of my session, because uh, <laughs> that's what I did in high school. Um, but yeah, like I, 
I've seen it so many times now, and I'm just like, I can't even visualize it <laughs> in the animation. I can think of like three different 3D models of it from video yeah. games. <laughs> but like, animated? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen it 2D. Uh, but yeah, Luffy doesn't really have any trouble with that, which is kind of weird that it was included at all. Yeah. I think it's just to make it more dramatic when he wins. I guess. So, it, it's... Luffy just kind of... He's faced against a giant bad guy. And because Luffy is... The only thing that can hurt Luffy is the... The heat from everything. He's not affected by the lightning. And Luffy pulls himself free from his arm being tangled up. And he he flies the golden ball into an L kind of just striking him, causing the ball to break and sending a nail into the bell, ringing it. And this is, Luffy delivers a line that is so goddamn profound for a shonen <laughs> anime that I was like, I had to pause it and be like, what the fuck? Luffy <laughs> says something along the lines of, a god wouldn't let these terrible things happen to people. Oof. Like, <laughs> And he says it, the way it's phrased is not only, like, in a way that a benevolent being should use their powers to for only for good and to make people prosper, but in a way that he acknowledges that the real god in their universe, <laughs> sh- if, and as a god... So, there's so god, many layers. Yeah, it's, it, and it's... And it leads it, it leads to like an existential crisis <laughs> that you should be wa- having while watching a pirate anime, mm-hmm. where One that's the deep. problem. Pe- people just have with re- religion is if he's real, why does bad thi- why do bad things still happen? And that's Luffy's thought process that you're not a god because you're doing these terrible things. A god wouldn't let bad things happen. Or, yeah, just, or maybe not. <laughs> or at least just not actively do bad things. Like, yeah. it's... <laughs> Oof. Yeah, fuck. Um... <laughs> it's it's just, like... It's, it's bonkers for something <laughs> of this medium and what we're exposed to up until now. Yeah, Luffy just fucking <laughs> drops this, like, philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> He usually has, like, he, he pretty much only thinks about meat and beating people up. And now he's, like, fucking writing a think piece <laughs> while can, beating can we, someone up. Can, can we add, like, a positive nihilist to Luffy's growing traits that we like to attach to him? Which is, what, uh, anti-fascist, <laughs> aromantic, asexual, positive nihilist? <laughs> yeah. Rubber boy? Like, I feel like there's probably a better term than positive nihilist, but I can't think of anything beyond, like, that works that, because it's just, uh, nothing matters, so we gotta pursue what's best for us and best for everyone. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, man, what's the, I don't remember the comparison, there's a lot of different memes of this archetype that I'm about to describe, but it's like, like, on the left, it's like, sad boy nothing matters and then on the right is like nothing matters hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's do whatever you want <laughs> um yeah luffy is definitely on the right but in um like a, a very specific way like nothing 
like that's why I don't I don't know if nihilist is right because he's very like yeah doing like he he does things to help people too I think too much yeah but <laughs> but it we'll re- it, we'll refine it, his philosophical and religious <laughs> views yeah <laughs> as the uh, as but, the show goes on but anti fascist is like undeniably <laughs> strong yeah there's 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 a whole arc that we've already gone through about it, and from what I understand, there's even more arcs. There's that are a couple about more that. instances of that, um, and I mean, this has this has a religious skew on it, but it's kind of the same sort of like, uh, I will beat the shit out of any and all oppressors. <laughs> yeah, which is like big <laughs> mood. Uh, so I'm extremely <laughs> here for it. Um, and. To signify that this is the end of dealing with this, uh, dealing with Eminem, <laughs> uh, the, the golden ball shatters off his arm ju- from just the sheer force that he's striking him with. And He's been trying he to hit causes- him for like seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, and he finally gets it, and it causes the bell to shatter off, and it's all great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty powerful shit. Um. I think at some point he yells, let them hear it, too. I don't remember uh, yeah. specifics. Um, but it's, it's dope as shit. <laughs> and that's kind of... It's, I mean, that's... It's kind of That's it. kind of Skypea. For the um, most part. There's... I mean, this next episode, I think, covers, get, like, we, people we hearing get, it. You know, like... Yeah, we get two really good things, I think, with it. In the next episode, which is we get to see uh, uh, Cricket and the, the two two monkeys, they they hear the bell ringing, and they're like, "Oh, it was in the sky." And he's he you get that connection of the um that uh <clears throat> his ancestor finally getting to hear the bell ring again. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it, it sucks that uh, Nolan didn't get to meet back up with his friend, but it was. It's more it it's more important, like more devastating that he didn't get to hear the bell ring because they every, everyone he was taught to know that that bell ring associates with good things and it has a positive message. Yeah. So, but and then, but their will lives on. Yep, and we could assume from the bell ringing because spirits are brought back that Calgara's spirit and Nolan's spirit get to meet up because they're guided by the bell. And then I'm not crying. It's just dust. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it, even though it's a, it's a really small thing that that's brought up, we get to see Eno one last time, where he's like mumbling to himself. He's still alive, and he's like still piloting the ark. He's mumbling to himself that now that he's in the blue sea, um, no one's ready for his power, and he's heading towards the fairy birth. And we finally get to see what the fuck he's been talking about. Oh, it's so good. And <laughs> and it, it encapsulates his whole persona is that he's just a fucking madman because he wants to go to the moon. And I'm like eighty percent sure that he is on the moon at like now. I'm like I'm pretty sure he makes it and like builds a robot army. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not positive, but like I'm pretty positive. <laughs> That that would be a great thing to <laughs> go up now. Yeah, I think but, it's I think it's one of those things where like Oda has drawn and talked about it in like a one panel at a time at the beginning of chapters because he does that 
um there's a series of like one one panel at a time telling a story of like ace going island to island before alabasta uh hmm. and like b- what buggy's up to um when he's tiny which was animated at one point uh yeah <laughs> also very good i'm i'm like i'm pretty sure that's where the anel going to the moon and building a robot army comes from but also now that i'm saying that during the time of year and week that it is that might just be the plot of near automata <laughs> so let me i'll get back to you um <laughs> that that sounds that sounds like something he'd do and i i'm torn because i'm not sure if this reveal is supposed to be comedic or if it's supposed to be like it's a lot is what it is <laughs> yeah because it is comedic but at the same time it's like everything makes sense yeah, and it's it just like feels really good. That and also sad. He, we know what he's talking about, and it is sad because realistic, like from his point, is like no one would be able to join him to go to the moon, and we could maybe think that because he's made out of lightning, he can survive in space. Who I don't knows? Know. <laughs> one Piece hasn't space gotten is... that bonkers yet. Um, <laughs> I, as far I as don't I know, want One Piece to get space bonkers. Because... <laughs> me too like i was sitting here thinking like this isn't dragon ball z but like could it be <laughs> why not um we'll see one piece has definitely done some bonkers shit but i don't think it's been that bonkers yet. um let's, let's hold our breath though it, it it wraps up his whole thing of talking about gods and that he's on it like a different plane of existence almost i'm gonna go to the fucking moon <laughs> yeah, and not like he—he's so emboldened by how powerful he is. He thinks he can go to like another planet, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, a, another. <laughs> it's and, and it could also just that could be reasonable for the fact that he lives in the sky. So why wouldn't he believe he could do that? Where else do you go? He doesn't want to go down. Yeah. Oof, the fucking god complex <laughs> on that guy. Uh, quite literally. <laughs> It's very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of partying and bonfires and shit. Uh, we get the nice partying. And with, with the partying, uh, some things we get, um, some just like short snippets we get for the realization of what this whole arc like. Uh, Enel is just kind of being a driving force to keep the straw hats there, but really what the arc was about was to end the 400-year war and they're brought together by the bell ringing, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Like, uh, <clears throat> Wiper wakes up and sees, hey, all of my friends I thought were dead are actually still alive. Hell yeah. Are alive, which in, in One Piece fashion, instead of the, the one time where someone was still alive didn't end happily, which is seeing his own gravestone, which is still like a hot, harrowing image in my brain. Yeah, no kidding. But, but he he wakes up and he realizes like that uh they're in um the Skypean land and not and he he he's like worried for a minute but everyone they they just had this conversation like we've worked out our differences the bell ringing brought us all together we're all just gonna work together now and we can kind of uh understand we kind of get the idea that Gonfall gets to go back to being God um it kind of doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> Yeah, the the thing that I was that I was really hoping for for this to be wrapped up, which it it could be something that's kind of implied after the time skips, but 
something that I was really hoping would be we get to see like a closer knit between Godfall and Aista. Yeah. And we could get the idea of she's gonna become God, which not only because she has like the um mantra, like a really strong mantra, but because she's a Shandian and not a Skypean, mm-hmm. kind of like a bringing together of the peoples that she's the one taking the place as God as their like president leader type person yeah that'd be dope then we don't we don't get a lot a lot happening in these last two episodes no, we can, the, the we just get partying um the big thing in, is really the the poneglyph with robin yeah i think the thing that I, I i'm sure it was intended to be the bigger thing was she she deciphers the poneglyph and that there's it's more and learns more about the main one that she has to read but also that Goldie Roger left a message written in that. Yeah, that's weird, right? Language. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> that Roger was in Skypea, and he kind of also had a mantra in a way. Like... Yeah. So what they what they say <laughs> is that he he could hear the voice of all things, which is extremely weird and specific, and it'll come up in like five hundred <laughs> episodes. Um, but yeah, no. Roger had this weird connectedness with everything. And, yeah, because he couldn't read the language. Um, yeah. I think, I'm almost certain someone on his crew could, just because I feel like, how the fuck else would he have succeeded being King of the Pirates? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember who, because I know, eh, I don't want to mention that, but um, <laughs> there's there's enough evidence where I'm like, 90% sure that someone did, if not him. Uh, but I don't think it was him. But anyways, that happens. Some some cool poneglyph <laughs> information, yeah. really reestablishing that thing that Robin can do. And they, they decide, oh, sure, Robin, we'll let you take this thing that our people have been guarding for longer than anyone can remember down to your ship, which leads to uh, a really really good uh gag where luffy takes nami and everyone else to go into the snake's stomach because that's where all the gold is Mm -hmm. and they're like and as they're walking away with the gold they see the people bringing that the giant (laughs) golden pillar with them and they they immediately like oh fuck they're pissed we stole the gold we gotta go quick so they start running because they think it's a giant cannon. They've come to just eradicate their existence. Yeah, sure. Which is, <laughs> I think, a really nice parallel with the Nolan story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, in a, in a in a much more lighthearted situation. Uh, but yeah, so that happens, and then it's just fine. Yeah. Because uh, then, then they they leave. They leave. Yeah, they they with an octopus balloon. They kind of just lose all their treasure from this sky island. And never thought of again, what I imagine, for the most part. <laughs> uh, it comes up just because uh, there's... The amount of money they have is important going into Water 7. Uh, which I'm really excited about. So, um, at the end of this episode, they land in a, in a marine base. Um, but that's the beginning of a, of a filler arc, which is unimportant. Yeah. Uh, which... I don't know if you're going to watch it or if you've watched any of Water 7 yet, but 
Um, I'm. I think I'm gonna skip over it because it's more than I want to watch. It's oof. It's not that good. It's it's the first <laughs> time watching filler that I was like, I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> I I watched the first episode into it, and I thought the gag of it kind of funny of the like the idea of of the filler arc sounds more fun than it is than. That it is because from the idea I get from it from and watching the first episode of it, we get this feeling this it's this military base that's just off the middle of fucking nowhere, and they're so bored all the time by not doing anything, they've kind of lost their their wits. Mm-hmm. So they're it's a useless base alongside the fact that they think the going merry, which is fucking destroyed. We've <laughs> talked about multiple times. They've got to get down. They do gotta get down, even though they make most of the way there fine. It's not good after this. But they, they think it's like a haunted ship because it came from the sky. They can't find anyone on the ship. And so they're like paranoid and they don't know how to be like military anymore. While the Straw Hats are like, oh fuck, we're in the middle of this heavily fortified mm-hmm. military base. What are we going to do? So we get that thing of both of them are in situations where they think they're in over their head. Mm-hmm. One's actually just... <laughs> Everyone's an idiot. Yeah, but it looks like it goes on way too long, and I'm gonna skip over it. Yeah, it, it does go on a bit too long. Um, <laughs> there's like a full episode where Sanji like teaches all of the chefs in the base how to cook because they're not good at it. Because <laughs> that's the kind of shit that happens in these filler arcs. Uh, that's the only one I. That's yeah. the only one I remember. Um, he he also did the same thing in the the last bit of filler that we got right after Alabasta where. He taught a kid on the boat to cook because mm. the kid was bad at cooking. Yeah. So Sanji likes to teach people how to cook. Sanji's cooking. So that's that's Skypea. Uh it is. We did it. Um <laughs> I think we found what there was to find of value in Skypea. Although we will yeah. probably have to revisit that Angel Island thing because holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. So that's cool. Um We'll probably be in Water 7 for a long time. We're kind of switching to less frequent episodes just because we're super busy. Um, life is hard. Life is hard. <laughs> we have we both work a lot and we both do a lot of other things. And then you, you went and started a second podcast because you totally have time. Which, I mean, <laughs> same. The, the problem with it is the amount I have to consume for this is... <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> but wait, for but, this one or the other one? For the other one. Both okay. of them, really. Actually, it's the amount of media I have to consume <laughs> in a week. And then, and then, and then you don't <laughs> because you consume other media. <laughs> <laughs> At least the other thing is in English, so I could, I could Fair. like, if it's not an important week or something, I could just be like, okay, I'll just have it on, on my laptop next to me, but. This will bring us into plugs, our plug-in stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do that because this is this is a new year, and we don't really have any new stuff. Well, you do, but <laughs> I have the same stuff. So tell us, tell us about your new podcast. So podcast started with my friend Cameron, who because his podcast is kind of dead due to similar reasons why we're not as frequent. But into the new year, I'm gonna try and make things better because holiday season is just bad at jobs. I'm hoping it makes absolutely. Things but it's uh 
Dire Podcast on Wrestling, the casual wrestling fan podcast for CWFP. We decided on the name because it kind of sounds like a wrestling production. Like there's WWE, ROH, NJPW. Like it's a cool abbreviation because when mm, we were kids, the whole basis around it is that we used to watch it a lot when we were really little. And then once you hit like 10, 11 years old, everyone bullies you. It's like, that stuff's all fake. Why do you watch it? It's dumb. So you, so you stop watching it. And we just kind of started it back up again. And it's, it's really great. Wrestling's so <laughs> cool. It, I, wish, I wish I, I, I watched it more just because I, I think I just already have too many things on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely because the amount we have to consume is if I watch it live, it's about six hours a week. <laughs> if I if I watch it uh, on like VOD after, it's about four and a half, well, mm-hmm. like three and a half, four. But because commercials and things like that, but it's it feels really good. And we good. by the time this this goes up, you guys will actually be able to listen to our first episode, which is. It's going to be a little bit different. What we're mostly going to be talking about on it is kind of a recap of the week, our thoughts on the ongoing storylines and stuff. And then that's going to be like the first half of the episode. The second half, which is what I'm almost more excited about, is we're going to cover wrestling-related media, whether it's a video game or the fact that The Rock was in a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode. Or <laughs> Oh, man, that means you guys get to cover Jumanji, too. Jumanji. <laughs> Welcome to the yep. Kevin Hart. Um, we're, that's the like the things that I'm most excited to talk about are like Russell John Jason. Cena Scooby Doo movies. Yes, like the the I don't know what we're gonna do. I think I might save it for April Fools just to make it for like a big goof one. Just because nice. everyone everyone online has seen the clip where the the mystery machine is stuck on a cliff and there's a big boulder coming out. And then this big hulking beast comes and Chris Redfield's it off the cliff. <laughs> and like, it's like, like Scoob, who's that? And he pulls his hood down, like it's John Cena. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It's just, it's just great. If you want to keep up with us, probably also do some like live tweeting of wrestling events and stuff. It's just at, at CWFPcast, the CWF podcast taken up and cwfp both are inactive twitter accounts but of course they're taken yeah good website and i'm also doing D streams infrequently uh winter's making people sick but had yeah. two sessions that i'm actually going to upload to youtube because i'm dming now and i can force literary themes and cool plot twists on people that no one cares about because they could kill things what, what do you have to plug uh, what do I have to play? Well, by the time this goes up, my game of the year list will be up, um, which is good. That's really what's taking all of my attention right now. And then, also, by the time this is up, we will have started Kingdom Hearts 2 on Got It Memorized, my Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. I'm super excited about it, because Kingdom Hearts 2 is both uh, a fun game and also extremely buckwild. So, um, less of the dumb confusion of Chain of Memories and more the exciting confusion of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, so we're into that. And I think that's, I think that really covers it. You can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, um, if you want to read my Game of the Year list or any other 
writings that I do. Because um, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to follow up my Life is Strange piece. Or if I'm just going to let my, my thing on my Game of the Year list cover it. But um, we'll <laughs> see. And then uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at WeAreWatchingOP. Uh, that's, that's it. We shitpost there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't come up with any good ones lately, but yeah, I, I got a couple like good ones for. There's a lot of potential into Water Seven. So. Yeah, I um, <laughs> oh, man, I just I did some some good ones on the on the Memorize Cast Twitter. Uh, they're they're solid. <laughs> me me at my best is shit posting about Kingdom Hearts. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So <laughs> let's all right. So this is a thing we started last time that I just remembered. Um. <laughs> What's your 30-second expectation on the beginning of Water 7? What do you think Water 7 is? <laughs> oh, God. I do because I have watched, I don't even know what it could possibly be about. Um, what do you think the it, name Water 7 means? <laughs> Water 7? When I imagine Water 7, I imagine a, a fantastical, like... It, because I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, it's probably part of it. But you know how on Destiny Island there's just water going everywhere, like through different zones? I just imagine this giant island that's just a giant, like, mansion that also looks like a crazy-ass water park. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and there's just, like, and, and it makes me think of, like, a Kill Bill thing. There's seven bad guys in, in the Water 7 water park. All right. <laughs> Luffy's got to beat them all. But guess what? Some of them are better at kicking, so Sanji's got to beat them. Oh. <laughs> that kind of thing. All right. Uh, well, you're on to some shit. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> so next time we'll be doing Water Seven. We'll figure out what Zori got right and what he got wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, until then, to be continued. To be continued. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. We're going to go world by world, game by game, in release order. And we'll make sure to name our episodes sensibly so you know what order to listen to them in. You know, 1, 2, 2.5, 3.5, over 2. So subscribe to Got It Memorized to be alerted of our weekly episodes in iTunes or whatever other garbage platforms you use to listen to podcasts. We promise to do our best to figure out which Ansem is which. Maybe the real Ansem was the friends we made along the way. Got it. Memorized? Memorized?